welcome to the Zadzooks Happy Hour, a podcast providing commentary on the latest in film, TV, games, and comics. My name is Todd Stoll, and I'm joined by 25-year veteran reporter covering pop culture, video games, and technology for the Washington Times, Joseph Zadkowski. Howdy. How you doing? Howdy. New location. Different location. It's very exciting. Yeah. We're facing each other versus yeah. sort of not, but that's Now okay. I have to make eye contact. Oh, it's awful. Uh, so how was your week? Is it good? It was good. Everything all right? <laughs> it was great. Yeah. It was fine. I'm sure. I'm sure it was. I watched uh, a bunch of, got got caught up on a bunch of stuff. Like? Well, for some reason I decided to go back and watch like first season of South Park. Boy, oh. that's, that is rough to watch. Really? Compared to the? Compared to the new stuff, yeah. they're so much better at the writing. And the animation is about the same. It, 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 the first couple episodes are not very good, but then the animation kind of levels out. Um, I mean, obviously they're doing it differently now, but it's pretty much the same. But the writing is just not as good as it is today. I think the writing is phenomenal now. Right. So I'm I'm doing that. Uh, I watched. We'll talk about one in a second. I watched three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri, which is in the hunt. Keep for, hearing a lot of buzz about that. Oh, and I still have no idea what it's about. Well, we'll talk about it in a second. Right. Um, and I'm still doing uh, Black Mirror. I got through Shameless. Nice. That's it. End of season eight. Great season, show. Season eight? That show can go forever. It is set up to go forever. It's William H. Macy, right? Yeah. yeah that's He's great. Of course he His is. His entire cast is great. There's no let up on those people. So what do you think they're going to do with shows like House of Cards and Transparent now where they've essentially fired the, the, the main cast member? How do you... Uh, they're going to have to just... Are they just done? sunset it they're going to wind it down right she's going to be the president probably you think it's going to be her and not him or he's going to oh, they're going to they're going to kill him somehow he'll yeah. kill him or he'll be assassinated or he'll commit suicide or something hmm i mean with transparent i don't know what they do there that show might just be dead right because amazon just fired jeffrey tambor i think on friday so he is out. that new that's new. I he, thought he was done. No, it wasn't. He he wasn't, wasn't official. Well, he wasn't official, but they they fired him on Friday, oh, so man. he's he's officially done. That now. show is done because yeah. he was that show. I know, I know. It's crazy. Didn't he win an Emmy? Uh, yeah, yeah. A couple Emmys, I think. I don't know how many years it's been on, but I kind of feel like this was the third season. So mm-hmm. I think he won one for the first two. Wow. Um. Yeah. Um, all right, well, we can talk about three billboards, and then you're going to talk about Hellraiser. Which, which, which number Hellraiser is this? I'm reviewing, reviewing, talking about the first one and the most current one. Which one? Well, what number is the current one? Eight. It was eight. There's been They've eight of these. have done eight of those? For no apparent reason. How many of them do you think are, like, video on demand? Any of them? Did they all come out in the theaters, or were they just, like, straight to, straight to TV? All of them came out in theaters. Interesting. Except this last one. Which was VOD? Yeah. Direct to digital and disc. You know, I almost had tickets to the DC premiere of Black Panther 2. I was really bummed. Um, because the director was there, and the costume designer was there. You almost had? Yeah, I literally... I think uh, I was too behind the last number in the drawing. Drawing? It was staff. It was oh, staff drawing. Right. And uh, I, so I almost I almost had us two tickets to go to it, which was a bummer. So my son saw Black Panther. And? He went, meh. Really? Yeah. He, he was not pulsed. And this kid loves the Marvel Universe. Really? So what does that say? Is Iron Man in it? I, I don't know anything about it. 
Okay. Don't spoil it for me. But other than the fact that he said, eh, I, he goes, eh. He goes, it was beautiful to look at, he said, but mm, I didn't really get into the characters it's or got anything. like crazy buzz, though. It already broke the Thursday night record, like $28 million in Thursday. I, <sighs> my, I mean, I'm going to say this. My son's not a racist, but he said it's like an entirely African-American cast. That's what it's supposed to be, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And he's like... And, and, and Martin Freeman. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and he... He he didn't quite know how to articulate this, but I, I got a feeling he's like he didn't have anybody to really identify with. You know what I mean? You watch movies sometimes and you identify with characters and you Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm cu- I'm curious to see it. I think it's I mean they probably are doing something similar to what they did with um Captain America before they did the Avengers, which is they're laying a lot of groundwork right. and it may not necessarily make a hundred percent sense now, but in this in the in the, in the long run in the what, next what, one age, is Age of No. What's the what's the next Avengers movie? Uh, is it Age of Ultron? This um, one that's the, coming out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Infinity. Gauntlet. Infinity. Infinity Wars. Right. Infinity right. Wars. He's he's huge in Infinity Wars. It's a, a big part of it takes place in Wakanda. Oh, okay. Um, well, good. So I gotta believe this is. In some way, setting up for that. Sure. Um, There's nothing wrong with an origin movie. No, not at all. Right. Um, I I kind of wish that there were some characters that they could do other origin right. movies for. I think it's I think it's perfectly fine to have an entire uh you know to have a a movie. I think right now I think it's probably transcending because of the Black Lives Matter groups right. and everything like that, which is why it has so much buzz. And I can't really think of a movie that had an entirely black cast. Um, that I can think of. I mean, the, uh, Get Out. No, no, wasn't even, not at all. No, it was mostly. Yeah, yep. I, I can't really think of anything. So I think there's just something there. I mean, obviously there's like Medea movies and stuff like that, but anything like in the big franchise, they've right? Never blockbuster, done like that. right? And so I um, guess Medea movies are considered blockbusters. Yeah, they are, but not right. in the Marvel sense, right? Um, I mean, it looks it, it's it's hard to we'll tell see. from the trailer, so I would like to see it. By the way, Hellraiser, 10th, 10th movie. 10th movie? 10th movie. Yikes. Okay. Do you think there needed to be 10? I find that hard to believe I actually typed um, that. Mm, no. I kind of feel like the first one was really creepy and... More than enough. Disturbing. Obviously, they're going to make a sequel to that. Right. It's sort of like the Die Hard effect. After three, do they really need to keep doing it? Yeah, but there's just not that... Well, how many Halloweens were there? There were three Halloweens, and there was Jason versus Freddy, which I guess technically is what Halloween four. Then there, well, there was were tons of. Then Halloweens. there was Halloween H two O, which was the fourth, which was the fifth one. I don't know. I mean, it just at at some point, it's enough is enough. So, I'll uh, I'll talk a little bit about three billboards to uh, outside Ebbing, Missouri, and I'll, okay. I'll give you a little bit without ruining it. There's really not a whole lot to ruin. Actually, but it's just kind of one of those, um, you know, the the director and I'm going to I'm going to like his name is Michael. I got to find it. Um, uh, We'll get back to the director. But essentially, the movie takes place in Ebbing, Missouri, although it is actually shot in North Carolina. Um, And it is 
in the months after the main character played by uh, Frances McDormand, uh, who they, she's just called Mildred. Wasn't she in Fargo? Yes. Okay. Um, just at, it's, it's months, months if not years after her daughter was brutally murdered and raped. And she's frustrated. She's angry. She's sort of, she's a very angry person anyway, and she sort of lashes out. Um, but she finally has enough and goes and purchases these three billboards and puts, okay. All and, right. yeah, and yeah. puts up a message to the chief of police, why haven't you done anything? And it sort of sparks this outrage. The chief of police is played by Woody Harrelson, okay. who is amazing in this movie. He is not in the movie in its entirety, but he is in it for a good portion of it. He's definitely a supporting cast member. Sam Rockwell oh, cool. is, is like a... Um, he's a racist, violent cop okay. who has a conscience. It's really weird. And the dynamic between he and Francis McDormand is unbelievable. Um, there's this other guy who's, uh, the character's name is Red Welby. He runs this advertising agency. And the things that um, Sam Rockwell's character does to him are just, I mean, he just beats him senseless multiple times. And it's sort of, it's it's reviewing the relationship between Mildred and her son and her ex-husband and the fact that she's very upset that they haven't caught the person who killed her daughter, raped her daughter, and then burned her body. Right. Um, and so she's very angry and she becomes a little bit of a vigilante. And the casting is unbelievable. McDormand is amazing. Woody Harrelson is amazing. They're all nominated for Academy Awards. Sam Rockwell. I think Sam Rockwell is going to win it. Honestly, because he's phenomenal, um, you know it's 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 very Fargo esque in some ways, and uh, the director is Martin Mc, McDonough. What he what has he done? Uh, Seven Psychopaths. You remember that movie? Mm-mm. Um, there's another one here. I I, I don't want to get him wrong. So he also did uh, the the Pillow Man. Uh, so he wrote this, and essentially, he they're in the um, extras. They talk about how he writes a movie, he puts it away for a year, and then he comes back to it. And if it's still good to him, then he goes and makes it. But he also makes them follow the dialogue verbatim. No changes. Right. No, uh, no free, you know, no off the cuff. It's got to be perfect. To him, if you don't follow the script, I don't watch it. And, you know, they just get into it. And it's, you know, there's no... The movie's not really about resolution. It's just about watching these people interact in a very sort of pained environment. But it's really, really good. Total A plus for me. One of the best movies I've seen this year. Just, re- I, and I kind of thought when I saw the trailer for it, I was going to really like it, mm-hmm. and I was not disappointed. So when it when you get it, I okay. think you're really going to like it. Great. It's really good. We'll go over it again. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm I'm curious to see if they'll have more special features because they really didn't have very much. They had a lot of sort of talking about working with a director whom he's actually kind of writing movies for the same people because he's worked with them before. Right. So it's a little bit of um, kind of that Christopher Nolan-esque thing where he likes these certain yeah, people yeah. to play. Like Woody Harrelson and Sam Rockwell have done other things with him before, either you know on Broadway or... so. He knows them, and he feels comfortable with them. And so it's all these people have been in one of his movies before. 
So really, really well done. It's very, at times, it's very dark. A lot of it takes place at night. Um, uh, Frances McDormand's character is just all over the place. She's angry or she's crying or, you know, just she's sarcastic as all get out. And it's just really, really good. So get it. Rousing endorsement. Watch it. It's it's great. It's no Hellraiser, but. <laughs> Not Hellraiser 10 anyway. But what is? I mean, uh well, I don't know. Uh, let's see. They're on Aliens 8, right? It's getting there. Yeah. <sighs> it's no Police Academy it's 7. no Police Academy 7, which actually went to 7. Is it six, six, 6 or 7? They Man. wanted to reboot it, you know. I think they're still trying to do I'm it. I'm sure they will. Yeah, I'm sure they will. I'm sure Michael it's, Winslow's available. He's the only reason he needs to be in anyone that they do because his voices and sounds are amazing. Yeah, that's right. It's unbelievable. So... On that note, okay, we'll take a break. We'll come sure. back. We're gonna raise some hell with Hellraiser, right. and and we'll go from there. Talk about the weather. Yeah. Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news twenty four hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's c o m m d i g i news.com, and support the next evolution in news. All right. All right. Here we go. Do it. So first of all, they once again, again, re-released Hellraiser in a limited edition steelbook. Is it 4K? It's not 4K. Then why do it? This is a 1987 film that they remastered in... 2K? 2K. Boo. Come on. That's right. And And they pulled this one from the Scarlet box set from late 2016. Um, so is there anything different with it then? It's just the single disc in, in a, a metal in case. A, in a metal case. And there's a poster. But you know what? That's okay. Um, is it the same actor who plays Hellraiser? Well, in, in the... F- All right, let's talk about Hellraiser first. Do you yeah. have any concept what Hellraiser's about? Yeah. Do you remember it? I remember that he's got the pins in the face. Right, but why why is he there? Oh, I don't know. I didn't. Ah. I didn't... I was too young to... When those came out, so there's um, a brother named Frank, who who uh, it always starts with some guy named Frank. That's right. He unlocks a mysterious puzzle box, and that puzzle box brings in these other dimensional creatures called Cenobites. Kind of sounds like Jumanji. And one of those, yeah, it's exactly like Jumanji. <laughs> uh, one of those Cenobites is actually nicknamed Pinhead because he's got nails. Gritted on, he's got his face is all gritted, it's, and there's nails. Well, his in. his face is pale, right? It's like oh yeah, it's white, white. Okay, so I do remember this. He's like the leader of these Cenobites, and there's one called the Chatterer who has like giant lips with teeth coming out of them, and there's this one female Cenobite whose throat is ripped open. Oh, that's it's very really, gothic. That's disturbing. really this is a grisly, grotesque movie. So Frank calls these things and they immediately use hooks into his skin and pull him apart. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's very pleasant. Oh. Um that was smart. So meanwhile, the brother uh and his wife who had an affair with Frank before she got married, mm-hmm. right during her getting married, um they returned to live in the house where um Frank and the grizzly act occurred. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're following me. So Larry, the brother, accidentally spills a bit of his blood 
in the floorboards of a room. Of course, because everyone does that. And uh, underneath the floorboards is part of Frank, and Frank starts growing back. Oh, that's nice. And you get to see him growing back. And basically, is that like claymation? Because it was in the eighties. Quite, you know what I mean. It's it's kind of stop motion okay. at some point. All right. Um, and it's really gross. And he ends up being this skinless human. Okay. So he had He's muscle. He's got musculature. But no skin. But no skin. And the only way for him to get all this back is for Julia, the wife, to start bringing in victims for him to, like, suck the life force out of and blood. So anyway, that's the subplot. And the other plot is, of course, bringing Pinhead back. Because at some point, Pinhead finds out that this guy's back. And he's not too happy with that. All right, that's as, the whole as he shouldn't be. That's the whole point with Hellraiser. Um, so, and it's it's by Clive Barker, who wrote uh, some uh, an acclaimed horror novelist. I, have you ever heard of Clive Barker? No. Okay. Good. Remember, I'm not a big horror fan. Right. Like you are. So he's a writer director on this. Um, it is one of the more. Um, classic horror films from that era yeah i mean i definitely know it but i i think i was probably too scared to watch it so it's it's there it's it's a full screen presentation and it looks pretty good it's cleaned up um the extras are amazing in this there's two commentary tracks there's a 90 minute documentary and and there's new interviews that's kind of unheard of right for the 80s to do like have that much detail for extras? Well, what it was was they they released new stuff. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? This company, MVD Entertainment, they go out of their way, like Shout Factory, Mm -hmm. to repackage stuff and then load up the extras. Good. The only problem with all these extras is all, the entire cast and crew, treat Clive Barker like he is the Messiah. They never stop gushing about this guy. Is he still alive? Yeah. Okay. I was thinking maybe because he had died or something. And, and you know what? He's okay, but he's not—he's not like Steven Spielberg, or you know what I mean? Yeah. He—he he, or or um, Stephen King, you know? Yeah. So fine, but there's a ton of extras. If you ever want to learn about how this movie was made, why it was made, and what's in it, this is it. This is the edition you want to grab if you're not going to go and get the um, the entire what did I call that Scarlet box set. So that's the good news. Mm-hmm. The not so good news is they released the tenth movie in the series, Hellraiser: Judgment. So here we go again. This director, some guy Gary J. Tunacliffe, who's actually I think he's a, a makeup guy or something, decided he had to make another one of these. So he's he's written written this thing up, and the original Pinhead, Doug Bradley is not in it this time because the director wanted Doug to read the script like in advance and not I think it no no they wanted he wanted him to sign on to it without being able to read the script. Oh. Which wasn't gonna happen. Never mind the fact that we're talking about Pinhead here. We're not talking about Indiana Jones or something. <laughs> and the guy essentially walks around, says like three words and just looks gross. You know what I mean? Right. So whatever. So this time out, it's, it's slightly more of a murder thriller because they're, they're going after this serial killer nicknamed the Preceptor, and he kills based on the Ten Commandments. 
That oh. sounds familiar to me. I think I've seen that Ooh, somewhere else. Oh, yeah, yeah. So these paradetective brothers, with help from a, another female detective, are out trying to catch this, this killer. Mm-hmm. And this killer has now piqued the interest of the Cenobites and their minions, who now live in a haunted house. I keep thinking when you say Cenobites, I keep thinking of like Cenobon. The Cenobons. <laughs> yeah, the Cenobons. And the Cenobons. Now, things get really weird in that haunted house because not only are these Cenobons walking around, but there's this odd group of, of individuals that are, are pulling in like really depraved humans and judging them. Thus, Hellraiser judgment. So, so what happens is, there's an auditor who sits there and asks you questions. You know, who are you? What did you do? Mm-hmm. How are you doing today? He writes it all down. He types it all down. Mm-hmm. He pulls the type written stuff out, puts it on. And then this big, fat, ugly, really grotesque dude called the assessor sits down and eats it. He eats the paper mm-hmm. and then starts vomiting into a tube. And then that tube goes into an area where these three naked chicks eat the goo. And then they deliver part of the punishment because they take the human that's being judged, they tie him down to a rack, and this them and this other giant thing comes out and kind of basically kills him. But it is it is it is like toweling off gross. You know what I mean? I feel like it's like one of those like it's like I never watched the complete human centipede. Right. But it's that ugh, tactile, I don't want to watch this kind of feeling. So you know? Listening you to you describe this, it sounds just like you are coming up with an idea to gross me out as much as possible, but that it's not really the <laughs> plot that, of the yeah, movie. Yeah. yeah. Like this just seems like I'm making this up. Bonkers. Right. That's the plot. Now, amazingly, there's like a kind of a clever twist in the movie at some point. It's obvious, but it happens toward the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Pinhead acts like the CEO of the Cinnabons. He just kind of hangs out now and sits in a chair. And he'll occasionally stand up and, and go, what's going on here? What's going on here? And then he'll sit back down again. So it's kind of bizarre what this guy's doing in the movie. It's a little more extensive than that. Um, Seems like this is something that would come out of Tim Burton's nightmares. It's worse. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of torture porn, mm. you know, like hostile. Mm. Um, but there's not enough horror in it. And I'm really glad I got through it and move on. And I'm never going to watch something like that again. So what would you what would you give it then? Oh, definitely. So the original is a B plus for sure, mm-hmm. A minus, mm-hmm. just because it's set an entire genre in motion. Right. Um, this one's like a D. I okay. mean, it's just not. So if, even if you're a, like a, a hardcore Hellraiser fan, I'd really be amazed if this was exciting to you. Right. I mean, there probably aren't any. Interestingly enough, Hellraiser in its day only made fourteen point five million dollars. Right. That's crazy. And yet, it's it's lasted forever. That's crazy. And if um, I don't know, do they have it adjusted? Interesting that uh, it's the 194th movie 
in September in the month of September based upon adjusted for inflation. So that's pretty decent. That's pretty decent in the top two hundred. It's not bad at all. It's the seventy second movie in nineteen eighty seven. I'd say it's a cult favorite, except there's been ten of them, so it's not. We're beyond cult favorite. The funny thing is, is if you look it up on Box Office Mojo, there's only four that are listed, right? And that's it. And then there's one that says Clive Davis presents Hellraiser, and I don't Clive know, Barker presents Clive, Clive Davis, right? Clive uh, Davis. Yeah, that on. would be interesting. Um. So that was interesting. So anyway, it's a whole lot of gross. Yeah. You it, know, it, and there's just too much horror splatter going mm. on. To really get excited about. And it's 81 minutes. It's 81 minutes. That's that's not even enough. No. That's no. like an hour long. It's an hour long with the preview. Human drama. With the intro in the front and the, and the, and the uh, credits in the end. Right. Oh, that's weird. I guess so, that's why I went straight to video. Yep. So the Cinnabons are back, but... It's not as exciting as I would hope it would be. Are you going to go back and watch the, the next half of The Walking Dead? No. No, you're done? I think I have to be done. Okay. Especially because once it leaks out that he is, Carl is dead, like done, I think, yeah, I I'll think, never go back. I think it's official. I think... Uh, uh, well, we don't know that. And we also know that Scott Gimple's done. Well, he, he promoted. Was, promoted. He was Peter Principled. Yes, Promoted. He reached his level of incompetence, so they promoted him. So there's a couple movies that I'm looking forward to. One of them is Ready Player One. That looks, okay, yeah, that's right. That looks pretty good. Yep. I'm hoping it's good. I mean, it's Spielberg. Right. And I know he's kind of, as of late, maybe had a few, I wouldn't say commercial juggernauts. They've been a little bit off, a little bit of a miss, but you can't go wrong with the DeLorean, and you can't go wrong with the right. Iron Giant. Right. And there's so much pop culture stuffed into that Wasn't movie. Wasn't there a movie like that where they brought all the video game superstars? Adam Sandler? Pixels? Oh, I think that's very different. Pixels flopped. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying it wasn't the same no, premise. But it, it was, no, no, no. Pixels was about the guys that beat the different video games. But aren't they getting chased by Centipede in the streets of New York City or something? No, they're getting, they're getting chased by the actual video games. Characters. Like characters themselves. Ready Player One takes place in a virtual world. Right. And the creator of it dies, and he leaves an Easter egg in in the world, and the person who finds it inherits a trillion dollars and total control of the world. Right. And it ends up turning into basically a corporation trying to go after this one guy who is like the leader in terms of in the game and they try to kill him in real life Got it. and in the game he's driving around a DeLorean that has the Ghostbusters logo on the door I mean like they're mashing pop culture as far as they can go um, it looks like it could be pretty good um, so I think that that's something that I'm interested in in checking out I also saw a uh, my kids are really into Jurassic Park, so they're they really want to watch the next one. It's dinosaurs, man. Every kid's into dinosaurs. I mean, of course. It's just this one is dinosaurs trying to run off the, an island that's exploding with a volcano. Right. It's even cooler. Yeah, I mean, I guess. And then you know, obviously, uh, I think um, Venom looks pretty good from what I've seen. It's very little, oh. but I yeah. But here's the thing: it, is Ve- is Venom going to be its own standalone? Yes. So there's no Spider-Man in it. I don't think so. Oh, it's interesting. Not yet. 
But that would be a great one if they do bring Spider-Man in, if it makes any money for the first one. Oh, I got to believe. I mean, it's a Marvel Tom movie. Hardy. Tom Hardy. I mean, he looks really good in it. Um, you know, it's going to be a big year for movies. I think uh, Solo doesn't look terribly good. No, we don't know yet. Good to me in the trailer. Yeah. And I'm hoping that maybe it's just a bad cut. Right. But there's other movies that have had really bad trailers, and then you find out the movie's just not very good. Is there another Daddy's Home coming? Yep. Probably. Are you kidding? Probably. Have I've, you ever seen Daddy's Home? I saw the first one. What'd you think? I was all right. I'm going to watch it tonight. You're going to watch the first one or the second one? First one and the second one. Oh, because I, I never saw the first one. You got to watch the first one. It's pretty good. Right. Second one with John Lithgow and... Did you see the second one? No, I've not. Okay. We're going to screen You're going to get right? your chance. Yeah, and... and um, Mel, Mel Gibson. Gibson. I just... I don't know. I just think that's probably not a good idea. I mean, I think it's going to be a bad mom's Christmas. That's what I'm going to be watching. I couldn't finish Bad Moms. I just couldn't do it. It just was like, yep. I can't do it. <sighs> All right, are we killing time now? No, I think we're good. Okay. And, you know, anything else you want to talk about? Crazy weather? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's snow and sleet here. And I'll stay off any hot button topics. Yeah. No. No. Uh, no. We, we, we don't talk news here. Yeah, there's we, no mass shootings. We deal, we deal enough, enough with that as it is. So. Yeah. All right. See you next time. I will see you next time. It's a pleasure to know you. It is. Pleasure to know you as well. <laughs> don't don't crash your car on the way out. I will not. It's all slush. Yeah. All right. See ya. See ya.